0: How come I stop laughing and French How come I stop laughing and French and too? <laughs> It's making me want some pasta. Joe says, says well, doing it right. Second stanza. Second stanza. (laughs) Uh, Welcome, everyone, to episode... One hundred and fourteen of the Light Shed podcast, Walter Pysik, Richard Greenfield, Brandon Ross, Lazy Mary. Brandon,
1: you going back to Europe?
0: Uh, no, I I had enough. <laughs> I got I got my extra day <laughs> when my flight got canceled. I'm good. It's We've a,
2: determined that basically half of Wall Street is currently in Italy. So we'd want to make more you guys feel at home while listening to our podcast if you're not already sick of the pasta and the Campari spritz.
0: I mean, this is what I don't understand with this whole Italy thing. Uh-huh. Every, I'm not kidding. Like, we were trying to organize some stuff this week and get in touch with um, some people, and every person we were trying to get in touch with. Was in Italy
1: or and or planning a last
0: minute trip to Italy or pl- planning a last minute trip. My yeah, my friend, my good buddy, Josh messaged me. Oh, I decided to go to Italy last minute. I have no yeah, idea
2: with everyone else in New York and San Fran. And yeah. So God knows where else.
0: Well, this is that really vacation if everybody, you know, just goes to the same place
2: well, and people that go not, to the Hamptons seem to think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Vacation to me is not
2: Get away getting, from humans. Is
0: getting not well. Yes, and seeing animals instead, right?
2: Vacation but, to me is going to my backyard.
0: I know. Well, now Walt got well, a. That's because you have a
2: pool. That's because you have got, a, got now. a brand
0: new pool, and all he wants to do is be near his pool. I. Is this set? Is your computer set up next to your pool
2: currently? It's within eyesight of it. I just opened the cover, um, and I have an addition to my pool. I, it, some some might call it a modern art piece. I call it a Starlink dish, which is a flat panel that actually moves. That's now sitting next to my pool, and I am currently connected to that. So we'll see if Starlink performs so better than Rich's. Cable connections that you're all here on the podcast familiar with have blurted out from time to time. Well, maybe you haven't because we had to edit out some of the times that that Rich's cable connections have gone down.
1: Well, luckily, I'm on Altice today and not on Charter. So hopefully,
2: people that claim that that Starlink um, can't compete with cable in two days in, I would argue otherwise. But look, we'll give it a very healthy test now to see if this survives an hour of podcast as the Leos soar above my head.
1: I mean, I will say for the people not watching the video version of our podcast, the quality of Walt's image
2: is, oh, is, oh, is, oh, is, oh, is breathtaking. It's just... But that's from my, um, that's from my logic camera. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, right. oh exquisite! No, what are the Italian say? No, whatever it is. magnificent. No, that's French. <laughs> I don't know, fucking know what they say. I think,
0: were you going to do French? What? Chef's Kisses is, is that?
2: Is that no, that's what you say? Oh Is that delicious. French or Italian? No, oh. the Italians do that too. Oh, okay. So Ever- I was told when I went to Italy several months ago.
0: Yes, the trend. As yeah. you know, right, exactly. Walt sets the trends.
1: Would it be okay if we went to the first slide?
0: No, sure. Absolutely no. We haven't even talked about the ceiling. Sam. <laughs> I, any chance I get to take a shot at Barry, <laughs> like I mean, come on, guys. Let let me bask in the glory. First. I can't
1: even tell what you're sitting in front of today, Brandon. It's like the color. The it's just weird the way it looks. I, I'm
0: I'm sitting in front of my green screen. Um, I'm on but my- it's,
1: it's very like lime greeny today. Like it's not really green the way a green
2: screen looks. Well, this is an older computer because <laughs> I left my main computer. You need to tour. be on brand for that for the home for the Margate home. It's got to be older. It's got to be a 1970s or 80s computer. <laughs> they can't process Yo, backgrounds. This,
0: this place is so it's nineties.
2: It's 90s. okay. Nineties. Sorry.
0: It's nineties. And
2: you're I, up to the era of the internet then,
0: but this thing's functioning better than the rest of the house. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. You're at the beach. It's not such a bad thing. Like stop. Complaining. No, it,
0: no, it's great. And like I said, it's my super bowl because for those you know who don't know i don't own this house it's my father in law's house which we kind of like took i guess during covid
2: and and didn't like fully give back i believe um, they call that squatting <laughs> <laughs> i don't know depending but what state i don't know what ownership at some point you own it right laws. that is true that would be cool i i would take it but you
0: know i definitely needs the gut reno here's here's the thing though last time i was here like about probably about a month ago something smelled funny in the bedroom and i was like it almost smells like mildew and i called barry you know and i was like dude i think there's a leak and so it, like the ceiling could potentially collapse so then obviously we went on our honeymoon we went to africa didn't find this out Until yesterday or two days ago when we were gonna, you know, come down, come back down. And they're like, oh, the ceiling collapsed. (laughs) So apparently apparently, they had a whole bunch of people over for July 4th weekend, and someone was staying in our room without permission, Uh of course, and the ceiling collapsed. I'm so happy. Okay. Even, except for the fact that I have to deal with the contractors today. Okay. On to the first set. So
1: oh, my God. We can actually talk about something that happened this week other than your house.
0: What? What are you talking about?
1: Um, So we, we've did, got.
0: Did we not talk about Rich?
1: Uh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what <laughs>
2: what go, go ahead walt go ahead kick us off uh well, elon's deal to buy twitter is in serious jeopardy tweets jared did De- a devunk De- De- devink devunk can we please pick tweets from people whose names i can pronounce thank you like his team, now be- his team now believes they won't be able to confirm twitter's numbers on how many spam bots are on the site something elon has said he needs to know before moving forward um, Twitter subsequently cut thirty percent of its recruiting team. Who knows if those things were tied in together? But like,
0: but hey, they are working on an app. There podcast. was a
2: guy on the interwebs, internet Twitter specifically, Mike Gartenberg, who's like, "Well, you know, the all, all these fucking guys dunking, like, oh, I told you this deal wasn't going to happen." I'm like, "Okay, here's the issue. Like, there's a lot of there's a pot of gold at the end of this deal. Fifty four twenty, ever- to be clear."
0: Wait, none it, of us, pot of gold of us, is for shareholders. That's for about shareholders. not a pot of gold for Elon. <laughs> well,
2: depending on what you think he can do with the platform, but sure. But for shareholders, yes, that's what I'm referring to, Brandon. Yeah. So none of us know all the details of the contract, but it seems that like you should pursue the closing of this transaction as 5420 is at the end of it. So to say, like that, this is over just because Elon says it's over is kind of. Like, and then the point is like, well, it's going to take a long time to sue. i like, okay. So yeah, you're going to have to sue Elon, and that may take a long time. But if you don't fucking go after the fifty four twenty, your shareholders are going to sue you. Facts. Yeah, let's,
1: let's just be yeah. clear. Snap is so which trading suit at fifteen dollars. Snap is at fifteen dollars, and is trading at one seventy. Yeah,
0: I mean, like just Twitter would world. be Twitter I'm might literally. be a ten dollar stock. Yeah, I mean, I like, so. The just, multi- the multiples basically tell you, the multiples in growth basically tell you that this will be, you know, I don't know about 10, but.
1: Let's just even say 20.
0: Not the, that the reality, far off from that. The, the
1: reality is the board is going to do everything in their power to force this deal to close. Yeah, of
0: course, they have no. And, sure. and, so and I think what's interesting is, is is if this
1: is if this spam thing is really the issue the the you know musk isn't saying twitter's wrong he's just saying he can't tell which is sort of what twitter was saying like unless you have our internal systems you don't know how to do this i think that's the fundamental issue is like how is anyone going to prove this wrong there's no court system that's going to prove twitter wrong here twitter's got a system but, they've been using for years
0: but doesn't it go back to the fact again that elon waived his rights to <laughs> due diligence? correct and Twitter's actually going above and beyond by giving them the fire hose. Now, yeah, the, the, the only our, thing that people have responded wise asses about giving him the fire hose because, you know,
1: look, look, lawyers have said that there's there's a separate thing in it from due diligence called reps and warranties. And so if you if you're misrepresenting information you've given, that's right. a separate in a, in, part in of a, the contract in a
0: public filing. Yeah. But
1: but like. As long as Twitter has proof of how they've done it and it's been consistent, I don't see how in the world that's gonna be the factor. And it I I this this deal's closing. I I continue to believe this deal is closing. The the
0: question is, when is it gonna close? Because if this thing does go to court, right, there is this is why I think it may wind up in just a renegotiation and flip over to Elon because the risk is if if this does go to court and you have all this time. Of like quote dead time in between when Elon gets the business, it may be in really even way, way, way worse. that's not shape Twitter's problem than than it is now, right? Not yeah. Twitter's problem. And but what Twitter has I to doubt is, but the flip side of that is what happens
2: if Twitter loses. And Brandon. You know what? You know what else? You know what else can happen during that long, that extended timeline? Tesla's stock could go from six, seven hundred to two hundred.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lots of things could happen. By the way, then there's no financing. If there's no financing, what happens?
2: I mean, there wasn't a financing
1: contingency, was there? There was committed financing. No, he has committed financing. He may not like the terms of it,
0: but he has committed financing. It's it's committed as of now, but that what does that mean? People can't back out of their financing commitments.
1: Um, once you've made a or legal filing banks. with your commitment, good luck. You could try uh, I, again. This is all about you file things, you with, make with, commitments with
0: changing information. Okay, you, Wait, what's, the changing information? Ma- what's the changing information? What's the changing information?
2: His point is that quarters go by, and the and the and the, and yeah. the company can erode. That's not changing information. That's just. That's the risk you took on. You didn't. Con- yeah. You didn't have a contingency to say like, "Oh, if your I'm, business no, no, no. A I'm not pattern, talking
0: about Elon. I'm talking about the bank financing commitment. Like, how etched in stone is that? I mean,
1: obviously, you know, God only knows banks disappear, but once you make a commitment, you have I, a piece of paper with a commitment. Uh, so.
0: But like, the argument would be that the banks are going to want to play ball with Elon and give him. The financing because he's so powerful, has Tesla, and there's other deals to come of it. But if Elon doesn't actually want the deal to close, then the banks are not incentivized to do a bad deal. In fact, they're disincentivized.
1: I'm gonna go with Walt's view. This is what we're a nation
0: of laws. And yeah, I'm are- just up what I'm asking you is how hard you know how etched in stone are the financing commitments
2: i don't know but why so maybe the course is just going to foreclose on all the ownership of tesla spacex and everything else we'll say don't know but let's move on
1: <laughs> um, we've got two tweets here one from the wall street journal calls for a probe into the security risks of tiktok or widening um adding to pressure on president biden to get tough on apps that could share americans personal data with foreign adversaries and then we have former fcc commissioner and walt pisek selfie friend ajit pai well, Senate. I can, I can just you can just leave it as friend of light shed friend of light shed yeah we don't we got, we got some really good way, we, got, we great text selfies text with ajit
0: on this page
1: i'm just going to read the this top portion
0: it's i'm just going to read the top cautious. portion Literally making me me nauseous.
1: Ajit, former FCC commissioner, um, quote tweeted Brendan Carr, who we talked about last week on the podcast related to TikTok. And Ajit said Senate Intelligence Committee leaders Mark Warner, Democrat, and Marco Rubio, Republican, ask FTC. So this is different than an FCC. Ask the FTC to immediately initiate a Section 5 investigation on the basis of apparent deception by TikTok. Given the report of Chinese individuals accessing data on U.S. users,
2: I mean, I think what former Chairman Bai is trying to unders- bai, excuse me, is trying to underscore here is that um, a lot of people kind of gave current com- Commissioner Brendan Carr shit. Oh, this is political and yada yada yada, and he's like, and later you have a bipartisan effort you know, to go after the exact concerns that the commissioner and, you know, Carr used to work for Pi as well, um, had highlighted. So I think he's just kind of given his buddy props um, and pointing out what I said last week. I think when you were, I'm, I think I said bipartisan when you were in the middle of talking, I was trying to interrupt you with bipartisan.
1: That you, you did.
2: Even though the current administration has likely dropped the ball in many respects in terms of what they what has you know under Trump at least was a bipartisan concern about um, you know China and the various ways that they have an impact on our economy, social media, etc. Um, what I thought was most interesting because I don't disagree with anything you just said was that.
1: They were calling out the senators. Were calling out the FTC versus the FCC because sure. I think we've sort of questioned does the FCC sort of have authority to actually do anything? Mm-hmm. Getting the FTC involved in terms of privacy could be a new
2: angle. You know, obviously, well, I mean, creates look, a angle- more direct way of getting at this. That is true. But let's let's look at this a different way. When you want to deplatform people, it comes in many forms, right? Like Amazon was kicking off, we wouldn't serve certain websites, right? So if you want to de platform TikTok what is the FCC what can the FCC do maybe they don't authorize phones that enable that app to be on their phones they do have to pr- approve devices Cer- that certifications yeah sure there's there's you know there's lots there's of waves. different there's there's, there's angles yeah the, the the bigger issue is Brennan Carr is in well he's not in the minority <laughs> but he is <laughs> How do I even say this? He, it's just he, his
0: part, Well, he's not right. He par- he's if the party. He's already.
2: I know how to phrase it. He's not yeah. the chairperson. Exactly. He's not. He That's doesn't yeah, run okay. the agenda. So he can talk. But like at the end of the day, with these agencies, the agenda is run by the person um, at the top. So
1: I guess the question becomes, let's just say we push comes to shove and this goes back down the Trump path. And we actually end up with a sale to a U.S. company again of TikTok or the U.S. portion of TikTok. Brendan, I sort of wonder like, who even could do that deal now? Because Microsoft's in the middle of a massive acquisition of Activision. Well,
0: wasn't it supposed to be
2: Oracle last time? No, no, no. Really? no they were just, no, 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 no. I don't, Well, it was. Maybe. At one I, point, I at one point moving, and then Microsoft sort just, of became the lead dog. No, 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 no. I think they were just moving the data to the no, Oracle data. Oracle was going to buy it. Okay. Before, before that, Oracle it. was going to buy it. Yeah.
1: But then they moved to just doing what Walt said. And then Microsoft said, we'll buy it. And Microsoft was making a lot of progress. And then it obviously all evaporated. I just don't even know who would do it now. I mean, I guess maybe it's, Oracle it's, The
0: other thing is, it, it, I mean, this is just a question and a thought. Um, the Ellison are very involved with Elon and Twitter, right? Does that- For Twitter thing, and
1: TikTok together?
0: No, no. Does <laughs> maybe that, or does it just, does it change their interest in TikTok now that they're, they have so much involvement in Twitter? I don't know. Uh, I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. Assuming Twitter happens, to be clear, right? And this yeah. goes back. You said I got to go back to that discussion number one.
1: Okay. So meanwhile, while we're debating whether TikTok is actually getting um, um, removed from U.S. consumers' phones, we've got um, two tweets here, Brendan, that I think you should sort of explain since uh, you were early on this um, meme taking place.
0: Um. Well. I the tweets these aren't tweets. Just read the sign. <laughs> They're TikToks, <laughs> uh, the but point. I I will read this the sign in one of the uh, TikToks. It says, "Due to recent disturbances following the Gentle Minions trend hashtag Gentle Minions, any group of guests in formal attire will be refused entry for showings of Minions: The Rise of Gru."
1: Um, And then for our podcast viewers or listeners, we've got a picture of a whole bunch of young boys dressed in formal attire heading to to a screening of minions. What do you mean?
2: They're young men. No, they're young men or boys. They're not young boys. Young (laughs) men. Sorry. (laughs) Young men.
1: Teens. Leave me alone. Yeah. How about Gen Z?
0: Black. Gen Zers. White shirts and ties. But why are we talking about this? Brand? The bottom, the bottom line here is, as as uh, Walt likes me to say, um, there was a meme that went, you know, pretty wild on TikTok, which got this gentle minions um, that got people into the theater to see it. That's it. And yep. ever people were going in their suits, still are, um, recording themselves and then clapping and cheering loudly at the end i think that's pretty much how it goes right yeah and i think it's just interesting and that it, like and it helped the box office for this film immensely so what you had what was a- you had a lot of film. older people going yes, to a film that would have been for a- young kids that's right and it had massive impact ma- massive outperformance so On the theater side, I don't understand, like, are the disturbances that great that they don't want people to come to actually see um, the performance? Because, you know, we look at the numbers, Top Gun notwithstanding and Minions notwithstanding. You know, I think box office for June was still down 15 percent. Box office for Q2 was down, what, 50 ish percent? Yeah,
1: 35.
0: I mean, it's pretty bad. Whatever it is. Uh, Adam Aaron needs every dollar he could get is it, right. Disturbance or no disturbance.
1: Yeah, I don't know which theater chain that was. I honestly don't know. But I mean, there's signs like that all over Twitter of theaters banning people in suits or purple informal formal attire. And, but
0: look, I just think look, it, social, it just goes back. Social and TikTok in this moment still have a lot of power over driving marketing and in particular, viral marketing.
1: Correct. That Burn, was the main, yeah. the main trend here. The main thing here is just how important socials becoming to success. Or becoming,
0: I mean, come on, dude. Like the social trend has been going on now since what two thousand and nine, or or something. No, like but that. I think,
1: but but I think if you look at sort of the, it is. Yeah, but I think you're seeing some really interesting use cases where you wouldn't expect it. Like Squid Game was a great example, right? Yeah, just
0: but but what's interesting about these is they're they're not seeded by um, the content owners or distributors that themselves. you know about yeah right.
1: that's true it could be it could be behind the scenes that's a
2: great point it could be Walt. behind
0: the scenes um, but it happens sort of organically and becomes and becomes. I don't know. Movie. I
2: feel like a lot of times when wacky shit happens, all of a sudden there's a news article about it, like two weeks later, and like oh, by the way, this was started by the whatever. Like that song, um, A B C D E F. Like that yes. was all. That was yes, all it, was a a fa- it was a total. It was a total fake by yeah, the I'll music label. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: total yeah. fake by the label. They started it. Um, okay, let's
0: move on but, to. You know we got... what? You know what I think. I think what? that the Chinese. For some uh, reason, we go. want everyone to see Minions because there's some kind of communist subtext.
2: OK, <laughs> we're going to move on.
1: <laughs> Walt, your favorite topic.
2: Um, for our podcast listeners, there's a tweet by Brian Steinberg that says, I clearly believe this is a quote of NFL commissioner and friend of Lightshed Roger Goodell in an interview with CNBC today saying, I clearly believe we'll be moving to a streaming service. CNBC breaking really
0: is that is that is that breaking? No, we we know Amazon and Apple are in the lead for Sunday ticket. We believe it's going to be Apple. There are some out there who believe it's going to be Amazon. We think that, you know, we have better a better idea than other people. And uh, this isn't really new news. So let's move on. He
2: also confirmed that the league is working on its own direct to consumer service, NFL plus, and then it'll be available for the upcoming season. That's the mobile,
0: right?
2: Correct. That's their mobile service that they may package it with somebody else.
1: They still are talking about, but it definitely will be a direct to consumer streaming service for, um, I think for all games that you're able to watch.
2: What do you make of Michael Rubin? When we asked him where he thought a Sunday ticket would go, saying that he didn't want to give an answer.
0: Oh, dude. He's he know? clearly he knew. knew. Oh, no God. There were two times during that interview of Ruben yesterday where I said to myself, wow, this dude's Michael Ruben, good.
2: CEO of Fanatics for our yes. podcast listeners. Thanks yeah. Me. Which we did that, a, a light shed live with earlier this week. You should look at the replay if you haven't. It was a great um, interview. It, it, was, it was good
0: because I quarterbacked it. <laughs> 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 um, and it, yes, despite doubts. Okay. Anyway, there were two parts where I was like, this guy is definitely media trained. One was his answer to that. And the other was when I asked him if Ben Simmons was ever gonna play oh, another God. NBA game. And he was saying, What a good young man
2: Ben well, Simmons. No, 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 hold on. First of all, he said, I hope so. And I I'm like, I chimed in know, like, yeah, I, I, I I'm like, or, Yeah, I hope I hope, like I I hope so it. too. So I can go fucking heckle him. Are and you a like, human? <laughs> that he's like yes i hope so because you know i really like him he, you know come on dude no way no way right he, yeah, yeah just, of course not i, I mean, just wanted to like, I,
0: up until a, a few weeks ago he was an owner of the sixers and ben made the sixers life absolutely yeah. miserable plus you know ruben and joe are are boys and Joe and Ben hate each other. So
1: yeah. So we still have to wait until probably September to know who wins Sunday ticket. That's the bottom line. Wait, no one's more gonna more tell question. us. One more question.
0: Yeah. How come? How come Ben wasn't at Ruben's white party? Exactly. That's what we should have asked. <laughs> if he's such a great asked. person, that, why wasn't he at the white party? That would have been I, a great. I should have, I should have asked. That, that. would have oh, been the follow. God. That was the well, follow. He's Dude. like, "Oh, I ran into Ben a few days ago."
2: Yeah,
0: but this was like five minutes after he said people were trying to break into his white party. I was yeah, like, "Yeah, maybe that's did where you where run ran into, into him so... because he was trying to sneak into your, to your party." We, yeah, we with, totally with Morgan, one of we, his Lamborghinis.
2: <laughs> we totally Morgan Stanleyed it by not asking that follow up. I know that (laughs) Brandon. This one's from Braden
0: Keith source, North Carolina, Florida state, Clemson and Virginia are all negotiating to join the sec. ESPN is trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. This I I'm just going to get the sports fan in me is just going to jump into this. The fact that Duke isn't in there too, right? And now I know most of this is about football and that's where the biggest dollars are, but breaking up Duke UNC would be absolutely mind-blowing. It's it's bonkers. That would be, yeah, that would be crazy. But, but it's also is the, is end, all, of the, is it's the end of the about ACC. It's end of the dollars. As we said last week, right? The reason UCLA and USC left to go to the big 10 is because in this, you know, big 10 negotiation that's been active for a while, there's the opportunity for them to make a lot more money than they would have so, if they so, so stayed let me, in the Pac-12.
1: So let me just ask you guys this question: Like, do we ultimately end up where there's like two 25 team? It's like, it almost like, like AFC going, and NFC.
0: It looks like we're going to two power, two major power conferences, and then you know you'll have like there is in the Big Ten today. You have two divisions in there. You'll just you'll have two major divisions. That will essentially be two different conferences or have four or something like that. But insofar as TV rights deals, negotiations, and all these other things, there will be a lot more power on the side of content than there was before.
2: I mean, at some point, there's not enough games in the season to play everyone within the no, you conference. Won't. And you yeah. don't
0: now in the Big Ten, you you play those in your you play everyone in your division, you play some right. of those in, in the other division.
2: Right. So that's fine. We'll, it, it's going to enable a playoff system, which will probably be better for college football anyway.
0: Yeah. No, ultimately, like a
2: more organized playoff yeah. system is what you mean. Yeah. I
0: don't I mean, disagree. It, there's a lot. I mean, there's stuff still hanging out. Like, does what happens to Notre Dame? Do they go to the Big Ten? I mean, then, you know, then you have like Notre Dame with Michigan, Ohio State, that whole thing kind of. Yeah, um, and
2: you and USC, right? So, yeah, they should go to the Big Ten.
0: Yeah. And you, it, it that would of make course. sense what happens to Washington, Oregon. It's going to be fascinating. Um,
2: but, I don't but how long is that NBC deal that Notre Dame has? Oh, my God. I think that's a long. I mean, I, it was. I don't know how many
0: years are left. but It was a very long term deal, I believe, when it
2: was signed. Mm, so that's going to be a challenge. It's been going on for
0: a very long time. Though, yeah, maybe it's, you know? it's I American don't, know, I don't remember. remember. We have to look that one up.
1: Um, why don't we move on? We'll go a little bit wireless, Walter.
2: Oh, Rich, thank you. Mike Dano, friend of LightShed, um, <laughs> tweets. The U.S. wireless industry collectively will grow 8.9 million postpaid phone customers during 22, says Cowan. Um, no. So I, I, I just <laughs> wanted to point this out.
0: Dude, Wait, can I crap? do the that's Amore
2: clap? <laughs> I did. I honestly, that's, I mean, the only math. That's not that that's Amore. It's the lazy oh, marriage. Oh, I'm By sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just need I need to take the under here. and look, I think part of the issue here is analysts basically do what companies feed them. And one of the thing that happened this year in the industry is you had a shut off of three g networks. And there was like a million customers that these companies claim were paying that got disconnected. So I guess if you ignore that, then yeah, maybe a million, but how do you ignore that? Like if you're a paying customer and you get and your net your phone stops working, and you sign up somewhere else? How is that a net ad? That's not a net ad. Okay. That aside, even if I if I spotted him a million seven nine, I will take the under on this for twenty twenty two. But we'll come back to this at some point. Do you, you think it's up you. from twenty twenty? Um, probably. F- yeah, it'll it should be up from twenty twenty. But you know, part of that's cable or those really postpaid. I think we're probably flattish, maybe from twenty twenty. But some of this is. Um, You know, again, the cable industry, they're counted as post-pay, but these customers have the same or lower ARPU than like a T-Mobile prepaid customer. So So is that really a post-pay customer? So we should be on the outlook for the Cowan revision down. I don't even understand how you can get to those numbers. I'd love to see. Like, (laughs) I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens after Q2 in the second half outlook. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Uh, WWE or
1: actually UFC WWE. This is a combo.
0: I probably this is a should. special. I probably shouldn't be clapping right now. Go ahead. Um, so I, let's. I, all right, a couple of here are here. One is um, uh, Vince McMahon on UFC. Wow, what a time to be alive. So here's a picture of Vince, Stephanie, Paul, aka Triple H. Um, and Pat McAfee um, all sitting together right up front and being featured on the broadcast of the last UFC. Now, th- this makes you think because. Oh, wait, hold, hold on. I
1: thought, isn't WWE on record not liking UFC historically? Yeah,
0: I mean, yes. Vince historically didn't like UFC. Money in the Bank, um, which was the quote pay per view for WWE was also in Vegas at the time, so and this occurred after that show. So it does make sense to a certain extent, other than Vince's known distaste um, for UFC, um, that they would be there. But, you know, there is some turmoil right now at WWE, and I'll read this next quote um, or this next tweet regarding the turmoil. This is from Joe Palazzolo, Palazzolo, Vince McMahon, WWE's longtime leader, agreed to pay more than $12 million to keep secret allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity involving four women. This was a wall street journal article that came out just before um, we started this podcast. Now, the question is,
1: Hold on, slow down. So we went from one sort of misconduct to now we've got four more, or it's five total, or it's something. The number is certainly growing.
0: There, there's several, and don't forget, there have been allegations, you know, that happened and kind of went away in the past of, you know, of uh, Vince uh, sexual misconduct that may become, you know, including some, you know, even, yeah, really bad sexual misconduct that might you know, come back in this board investigation. Bottom line is it's going to take a lot to kind of take away um, the family's voting control here, but it could under worst case scenario, force a sale. And if there's going to be a sale, you start to think about who makes sense. Right. And, you know, uh, Endeavor, makes a ton of sense here for a variety of reasons. One is there's obvious synergies um, between having UFC and WWE under the same umbrella. Two is you've seen what Ari Emanuel and co have been able to do for UFC vis-a-vis sponsorship deals, which is an area that WWE has struggled um, to kind of catch up in. Another is the cost structure of WWE, um, which is bloated and could be rationalized. Yeah, but Um, can I
1: just stop you? Like but everyone most, sort of regrets, everyone regrets not buying UFC now. There's no doubt. Like any media company is looking at this and feels like they were dumb for not stepping in and buying and instead licensing rights, and they're all struggling with the licensing of content. If WWE is actually for sale, I just don't see strategically how yeah, well, one the, of these
0: well, there's a there's also a question of in what regard it's for sale, right? So and, meaning
1: a minority stake, a majority stake.
0: No, I mean also like is the power of the family going to be stripped away in that and the right. and does vince want to continue to have a say in what's in what's going on and you've seen that ufc under endeavor dana has really you know been driving that Business and he runs it. It's 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 not really an Endeavor run company. Exactly. So you can you can, but with the benefits of being under the Endeavor umbrella, you could see a similar situation. You know where Vince. I I don't know if they want to have with given the allegations, they want that in their company, or if a Disney does or an NBC does, or so on so forth. But it seems like an optimal structure for the McMahon family. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, um, NBCU. We've said most logical uh, buyer because of all of the uh, sure. rights that they control of WWEs. Um, obviously, some of those rights are coming up for renewal. Well,
1: and you got to believe Disney's in the mix too. If that really is up for sale,
0: I, I mean, d- yeah. And again, this also goes back to. I mean, don't they how, train in Florida? How and cares about the location. Right. Well, no, but I'm just saying,
1: like, could, what could you do to make the training part of oh, God, Epcot whatever. or like, okay. oh, stop. You, I, you say whatever. I think that could be a meaningful way of building the brand where you think about how many people come through Walt Disney World the every question, single day.
0: Rich is if the McMahons do want to be a part of this, is there any way the Disney brand wants to no. associate no. with what's going on right here? But, but so probably again, not a Comcast brand it, either. The how much they want to continue to be involved is going to, you know, given the voting control, unless it's stripped away, is going to help determine where this business goes if it needs to fall under a different umbrella. Let's move on.
2: SoftBank. Rich, I forget what year was that we made the prediction that. But that. Uh, Hold on. Packet loss. I'm back. Nope. You're not. What? When I you hear. Just, him. I, you just heard me. If no, you said you're, you're not. your body wasn't moving. Well, that's your body was literally still. He was moving for I, me. I was sitting still. Well, they said it too. So. Okay. Now oh, you're yeah. fine. I was frozen, but now I'm back. Yeah. No, I don't think we should was. edit that out. I think we should keep that in. I think to should, show what there happened. There was with nothing Starlink.
0: wrong though. I don't, yeah. don't even understand what just happened.
2: Right. You just, we shouldn't have stopped. We well should have just kept going. And then you could have laughed, like, oh, I think Starlink just dropped some packets. <laughs> All right, bring back the slide. Rajiv. Jesus, go ahead. Maybe, maybe, well, um the connection I think to SoftBank here. But so so Rajiv Mizra, I think I forget what year it was that we said he would step down. That was wrong. And that continues to be wrong, even though he is, in fact, I guess to a certain extent leaving SoftBank and raising and at least gonna attempt to raise fund from the same Saudis that. Um, Helped to fund Vision Fund One, but he is, in fact, still to a certain extent staying at SoftBank and will com- be continuing to be the steward overlooking Vision Fund One. So yes, this is more management turnover at SoftBank. Yes, Mizra is to a certain extent leaving, but no, we continue to be wrong, and Rajiv, for whatever reason, um, is maintained at SoftBank. So not sure how that relationship works with Massa, but he is clearly a survivor.
1: I'm a next. Okay, next. Okay. So we've got um, Inovid, friend of Lightshed, uh, Tal Chalozin. Uh He was actually over in Europe over the course of last week because everyone's been, been in, in Italy. Europe. He wasn't in Italy. I think he was actually in Iceland. I, I want to say oh, he okay. was in Iceland. I believe, I believe he was in cool. Iceland. But he, he basically, he tweets out, European Disney Plus shows the future of Disney streaming, in, in my humble opinion. Pamela and Tommy, Desperate Housewives, Spider-Man, and Big Hero 6, all living happily on the same screen in Canto and Official Bluey are just a click away. Hulu, ABC, FX, D-Plus stars are all brands of the past. And it just sort of resonated with me because we've been continually banging the drum that why can't Disney Plus have all of the content that we currently are seeing on Hulu? Like, why do you need a separate Hulu? Why Why should Disney go out and spend... Ten plus billion dollars, if not more, on Hulu to buy in Comcast stake. Why not just get rid of it? They have a global platform in Disney Plus, and just use that. Um, it just—it it boggles my mind why it's okay in Europe. Like when you literally see it in Europe, like this, why it's okay for Europeans to combine it, and why it's not okay in the U.S. It just—it's baffling to me, Brandon. Completely baffling.
0: Is there Hulu in Europe?
1: Nope, Hulu's only I mean, in the U.S.
0: That was rhetorical. So. No, it's
1: just weird. Well, the the other part of this is Dylan Byers. I mean, has, that's
0: it, but that goes back to the point that you keep trying to make, which is Hulu mm. is superfluous to the yes. ambitions at Disney. And if there is a home for it, it should find a new home.
1: Yeah, I think even FX is superfluous. Like nobody cares that it's FX on Hulu. It's just Hulu.
0: No, no, no. FX, the brand is, but... Yeah. But the content's you know, the good. Content, but the, the content is good and should be a big part of the more adult air quotes, you know, content that is on um, on D plus in the future.
1: Um, then Dylan Byers has scooped Disney has killed the ESPN spinoff efforts. Um, basically that um, this is coming out of Sun Valley. I don't know whether this is actually true or not, but it, what would be interesting is, you know, we've sort of been trying to figure out what will define the Bob Chapek era at Disney. He just got his three-year contract um, extended, or he got a new three-year contract, I should say. And we thought, you know, whether it's the Hulu thing that we just talked about in terms of getting rid of Hulu versus buying it or getting rid of ESPN, all of those things are sort of like big structural moves. Maybe he does none of them, but it just feels like something's, like he's got to do something to really define Disney for the future. We'll see, but obviously it would be disappointing if, if ESPN's a keeper as the cable network universe sort of collapses and all of this content like Sunday ticket goes to streaming. Yep, it's cash flow.
0: Cash flow. And by the way, we, we do keep saying this. What like the actual death of linear is gonna be very much intertwined with ESPN taking that one third of, of sports rights or whatever it is. Sure off of linear so you know they they could keep it there and it's probably in a lot of ways better for sports in general if it stays there because then at least you have sort of an easier um b- way to bring in the casual viewer than you would if it was versus unscripted. forcing them to on honest- a yeah exactly and the real fracturing of um the, the subscriptions
1: Brandon, why don't you read this one
0: on Meta? Meta Newsroom, Mark Zuckerberg just announced that later this summer we'll begin rolling out a new way to log into your VR headset and it doesn't require a at Facebook account. Here's what you
2: need to know. They just tell you what you need to know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what,
2: what do you need to know? You set up. That's you like set thread. Up. These yeah, threads yeah. And, they, and people put that stupid thread emoji on, on their tweets. Um.
0: I mean my guess is that there are pl- there's a couple of reasons for this. One of them is uh, it's it's a way for Meta to kind of start from scratch in terms of brand perception for Oculus Oh, you don't, think this was,
2: you don't think this was like push you don't think this was like a CYA on regulators saying like Oh, oh no, no, controlling- that was number 2. Yeah, oh. There's oh, always a one-, number one.
0: But thank you. They're, they're- <laughs>
2: First one of is, all, one is consumer perception. There's always a one and a two, as Walt makes fun of me for. But I think day. in Facebook's case, isn't all of their number ones just you know trying to do the bare minimum to keep regulators off their ass?
0: I think it's. I don't think it's is. Only it isn't regulators. the whole point
1: of the metaverse? Isn't the whole point of the metaverse to bring all of your friends together and work colleagues? Like, isn't is it? That, to okay, the can, point ahead, of can I metaverse? ask you
0: a question? This is a real question for you. Sure. Please. Yeah. Your friend graph on facebook is that
2: an updated graph no for for me no but i think for most people it is for me it's certainly not i challenge that that is that statement rich i don't think it is for many 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 people
0: you don't think like who you follow i don't i I think instagram's closer but even my instagram um because it was built at a you know kind of a Later time than my Facebook graph was built, but even that's not up to date. And most of what I do on Facebook, aided by kind of the direction—I'm sorry—most of what I do on Instagram, aided by the direction that Instagram is going, is to follow accounts that are more interest-driven than social-driven.
1: Well, that's why I think it's most interesting. Is that point, Brandon? Is like as as these platforms move away, then then the whole social graph. Mark essentially has to recreate a new friend
0: graph. For VR, well, it doesn't have to. Though my guess is those who have positive brand perception of Facebook and are using Facebook a lot have a more updated friend graph and will import it over. Those can I I just stop you? Hold on. Can I just stop
1: you? I gotta stop you. The age and demographics of the people who have a positive perception of Facebook. What do you think they are right now?
0: No, no, what, whatever. Are they the users of VR? They're they're, they are people and (laughs) ultimately rich. Okay, you're going you're going to want everybody to to be a user, right? Sure, I get that. For those consumer choice, for those who want to go one way, open to them will make their life easier. Those who have a negative perception of Facebook you get to start from scratch.
1: It just seems like taking away their biggest long-term competitive advantage but was that, that was that graph.
0: Rich. You're, they still could use it for those who have an active graph. If you don't have an active graph anyway, then that graph is fucking pointless.
1: I don't disagree.
0: Next. Uh, um,
1: okay, we'll move mm-hmm. on. Oops. So uh, Lucas Shaw tweeted out earlier this week, for, for the last 10 years, the mantra in Hollywood has been spend, spend, spend. There's a lot of signs that the age of peak TV is ending and a new, more cautious era has arrived. Um, and he's got a picture of J.J. Abrams, um, who has been one of the studios that has certainly oh, created a lot of content.
0: Lousy. One lousy show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Canceled one show. And then we, at, the, at the same time, we've got Peter Chernin from This Is From Deadline Hollywood. Peter Chernin forms Global Content Studio, North Road, pays $180 million for Red Arrow Studios. Red Arrow uh, is like uh, Love is Blind, a lot of reality TV um, across platforms. They also bought um, Words and Pictures, which is Connor Shell from 30 for 30 and ESPN fame. Uh, Connor's company, which they owned half of, they now own 100% of. And so Chernin's essentially rolling his existing studio.
0: WWE board also. Oh, he did.
1: So he um, so he basically combined his own studio, um, Churnin Entertainment, with these two other studios and is basically um, using Blackstone. uh, Sorry, Apollo, Apollo and Providence financing sort of a roll up seems similar to what Candle Media is doing, which is Blackstone backed. So we have sort of the, the, the sort of the the I'd say the the yin and the yang here, right, of. Luke is talking about how sort of the content era is ending while we've got more and more people ramping up and rolling out sort of as sort of content powerhouses.
0: Well, you're okay. I think these ideas are interrelated, but not necessarily instructive of each other because there are advantages to rolling an industry up in terms of efficiencies in, in many regards. And usually Um, roll-ups happen as an industry, you know, starts to mature a little bit. Right. Sure. Um, So there's that on the peak TV thing. We're clearly actually not yet at the peak, right. We're definitely seeing a massive, you know, deceleration on the horizon. We will at some point, at least domestically. International, there's tons of opportunity because there's a lot of content that needs to be created for a lot of different markets. Um, So that's going to continue. But in the US, you probably are nearing peak. And at some point, as these streaming services rationalize and can't continue to lose money at the same rate, the total amount of content that is being produced in this country for efficiency's sake or dollars spent on it is going to go down
1: when you say that, what are you assuming Apple spends in five years?
0: So at some point also, Apple will reach an efficient frontier. I don't know exactly what that number looks like. But uh, you and
1: I thought three years ago that Amazon had hit the efficient frontier. We walked out of a meeting with well, them it's, it, and we it's thought interesting. they had.
0: No, no, no. So in one regard, Amazon had really hit the... What they considered the efficient frontier, which was on sort of more traditional series, um, especially scripted programming, right? But in an and by the way, at that point they had already, you know, greenlit um, Lord of the Rings, et cetera, et cetera. What what has been what they're spending on has been sports.
1: Yeah, I, I understand. It's just I, I just see more and more shows getting greenlit by Amazon. I don't see Walt when he talks about Apple. Nobody at Apple cares about how much money they're spending on content like for no now.
0: one's
1: Yeah, I, I mean
0: I mean you think you think that they're just gonna just produce content, you know, for content's sake for forever. I, I don't understand.
1: No, I just think it's a larger when Apple's creating content. They're building a brand halo. When Amazon's creating content, they're creating well. They're you know, building a more brand ways of capturing if, your time
0: if the content resonates with people, right? Sure.
1: I think Apple's content's been amazing. Apple, so far, Amazon's been so so. But,
0: but one of the reasons I think Apple's content has been amazing on the whole is that they they don't have that much and. You know, Plepler is heavily involved and in curating. And, and, and Plepler,
1: and- his first show, the first show is called Blackbird. The reviews 100% for the miniseries on Rotten, Rotten tomatoes. tomatoes.
2: It's coming out soon. It's yes. going to be another yes. big one for Apple. Now Brandon, when you say for now, I mean, it's not like margins are contracting an Apple. No, <laughs> they, don't, no, they no. don't break it out. Like, no, there's, let- no, there's no, there's no, well, let me finish. Yeah. No matter what happens in terms of your perception of the content, it effectively appears costless to the investor because there, there's no margin. They're, they're beating margins quarter after quarter. Maybe it's because of other areas, but like where's where's the where is the pressure? Do you think going to come from to stop investing, if not only internally and certainly oh, the company? Where did it come from
0: for Amazon? They just decided to slow it down in terms
2: of internal, yeah. Inter- internal being smart or not smart, whether they think it's a smart investment or not, yeah. I mean, I think the pressures on Apple are a little bit different on Amazon, which has AWS, which is a fucking monster where Apple is looking for more ways to increase their mix of, of having a recurring revenue business. So it's a, it's a different, there are different internal motivations there, but also look at the fact that Apple's got massive R and D budgets that they're trying to develop other products as well. And, you know, nothing really gets spit out of that. So there's, I think a patience there that might not be the same as, as. You know other companies that try these fucking moonshots and then just give up on them after a couple of years. No, I
0: I think they'll stick with it. But in terms of what, Rich, are you you think they're going to have a thirty billion dollar like? Give me a number.
1: I I, I guess what I'm pushing back on is just.
0: And my point was in terms of curation, is that everything's been good because they it's been carefully hand selected at the beginning. When you get to doing what Netflix does, it's almost impossible to have enough control to, to keep the quality up across the board.
2: Well, maybe, maybe Apple doesn't believe that they need to have the magnitude of mediocre product that Netflix does. Well, there and you this go. Is, this is, this is stuff that we debated on, on the podcast prior to Netflix fucking downfall, which is like the, the concept of like, if you can have a lot of like a average, slightly above average, that that's a successful strategy, the market's telling you it's not. So who's maybe Apple strategy is effectively a better one long-term.
0: So but getting back to Brandon's question, that would argue for my point on it. Sure. Yeah.
1: But what is that number? Right. Like, is that number seven billion today? Fifteen billion, 20 billion? It's a number globally that's a lot higher than where they are today. The movie business. I mean, if you know, we're going to see August 7th, I think, is when luck comes out, which is their film with Skydance, their first animated film, which is John Lasseter. You know, next year, they've got a huge film called Spellbound from Lasseter's okay. Skydance coming Wait, out you're, like
0: you're rich. Your entire sort of thesis on industry growth surrounds one company. If you look at what, no, you, no, no, no. what a- Apple, think,
1: Amazon and Netflix are all growing spend.
0: OK, well, Netflix in the US is going to be topping out. We know that, but but this is we're talking globally is global spend going up or down. Let's first of all, my point was on the U.S. first. I think Uh, I I started this by saying that globally there's a lot of growth ahead. So you're you're kind of well, but because I think it's sort of because I fucking hate because I
1: hate the idea that it is not a global business. We're watching more and more global shows. What does it matter where the content comes from at this point? I'm watching more series from overseas and vice versa. Like my daughter's obsessed with this thing called, uh, what's it called? Heartbreak, which is a UK series for, you know, kids. I don't know. Like, what does it matter where it comes from?
0: Well, it actually doesn't. But if there is more being done abroad, then that would argue for less to be done also in the US. That's true. And and again, going back to this, I was talking about, US, okay U.S. I'm going to repeat myself to you again. US content production at some point hitting a ceiling. Did I not say that? Yes, but globally okay. is growing. And, and now you're, really
1: matters. you're, okay. Well, so I just well, think it's sort of a, I don't think, I don't know what, I don't know what US only, no well, one's when, only creating okay, US. But
0: when you, okay, so let's think about where some of the companies that are investable for, you know, for our investors have strength. And that is in the US. Primarily
1: in US content. Primarily
0: in US content production. That's why I'm so focused on the US because I'm trying to pick stocks here.
1: They may struggle. If you're only producing in the US or primarily for a US audience, you're going to be in trouble. Okay,
0: that was the point. Like, yeah, like now there's things that you know, Candle is like branching out abroad. Some of the, you know, some of these other companies. Peter has always done, you know, taking well, Peter, one of these companies is an overseas approach, company. They bought approach.
1: the ProSieben business. So
0: exactly. Um, to, okay, let's to what, to what I think has, we're, we're, I think we're agreeing.
1: I think we're agreeing. Let's move on.
0: Okay, now we are. Yeah.
1: Talk stranger things. Are you I know you've been focused. Yeah, because you've been focused on this on franchise.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Deadline Hollywood, a. Hashtag stranger Things spinoff is in the works at Netflix based on an original idea by the Duffer brothers with upside down and 21 laps producing. So what one of the things that um, we've beaten up on Netflix about is that they haven't been able to produce franchises that bear continuous fruit and are set up to do to monetize continuously in you know many different ways like a disney to kind of have that uh little flywheel going and the inefficiency of having to start from scratch every time you want to produce a big hit so this is a very positive sign um in my view for netflix
1: They just need more of them
0: they need more of these yeah but now they exactly now they need more and the second tweet i didn't see really just
1: know. ties in the it just sort of that they're it's closing in on squid game to be the biggest series ever. It's the biggest English language series. It may end up being the biggest
0: global series. Stranger, Stranger things for. Could be. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we're they're the As always, they're the first in our industry to report earnings. And it's going to be very interesting to kind of see where they're at. Obviously, the bar is on the floor at at this point yeah. And
1: also to see what 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 Q3 guidance looks like, knowing how big Stranger Things sort of ended Q2 and started Q3, because I think I think the second part came out July 1st. So sort of timed for Q3, you know, is the huge show actually driving out performance?
0: Because Squid Game didn't. Yes, that that was the whole thing. Like, that's when Reed realized um, that his business had a ceiling when Squid Game was so big and it didn't really translate into subs in many markets.
1: Walt, you want to read uh, since you've sent us this last slide?
2: You should read it, Rich, because this is your buddy. Okay.
1: <laughs> I will read my good friend, CEO, Adam Aaron. I keep getting asked, when pounce? I'm not sure why there's an H missing, but when pounce? Question mark. Know this, one, I always keep my word. Two, I've said publicly a pounce would not happen before second quarter 2022 earnings are announced. Three, the press release issued today, the Q2 earnings will be announced on Thursday, August 4th. Read between those lines. Um, they don't really give guidance, so there's not like a guidance. When um, pounce. It's yeah, just when sort pounds. of a weird, sort of weird to be talking up what you're going to do before you do it. But uh, Adam hasn't really cared about what sort of traditional CEO behavior or SEC behavior is uh, repeatedly. So I guess we shouldn't be terribly surprised.
2: When um, pounds. Pounds. you're
1: just you're, you're stuck on one pound. So huh? that's really all it's going to be. That's perfect. Yep.
2: One pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that our final slide? I mean, that's so our look, final slide.
0: That's it? I, I don't know. Rich. Wasn't there fun it stuff that happened this
2: week besides yeah, that? well, Rich thought that was going to be fun, but that wasn't so fun. That wasn't so fun I, at all. Rajiv could have been fun. So let's just talk about Starlink. I don't know if Rich is going to edit out. Basically, you know. Well, you do you edit? want me to edit out?
1: You want me to leave it? You want me to leave it?
2: We, we had to. I mean, it probably, you know, basically I think what's happening is these Leos are handing off. They, they need more Leos. I've got a little bit of an obstruction so I think that's what's creating a little blurps. Like, I think I had probably two or three blurps during that past hour. But overall, I think, relative to my expectations, pretty pretty solid in terms of the consistency. thing. Is that a technology thing that you think can be fixed ultimately? Meaning, well, can the handoff well, be more all, seamless? I could, I could move the antenna from next to my pool where there's some tree obstructions to my roof or to it, or elevate it a bit. Um, more satellites can add better connectivity. And thirdly, there might be some limitations that are going on given the battle that they have with Disney. Or excuse me, with Dish. I was like, um, Disney? I was like, yeah, what does you know, Disney Dish, have to do with Dish, this? Dish. In terms of being able to connect with some spectrum with one satellite versus two satellites. That's an ongoing battle at the FCC. So I think maybe depending on how that hashes out, the, the um, technology could further improve in my specific location.
1: That's but, the moment. I don't know Brendan's in Italy. Brendan's in Italy. So he's ah. like...
0: No, dude, I'm not going to Italy because everyone's, I, well, I'm not going anywhere after I <laughs> honeymoon.
1: Walt, I will not say going. the quality oh, was pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, even I mean, with a couple had, of little tweaks. We definitely
2: had a couple of dropouts here and there for sure. Um, that's only going to, and plus, I think it's still optimizing. I see the antenna moving every now and then to figure out the best place where there's no obstructions. So who knows?
1: Okay, I'm gonna go finish Severance this weekend because it's incredible.
0: Oh, what episode incredible. are you up to, Rich?
1: I'm up to seven, I have three oh, left, yeah, and it's incredible, yeah, it's yeah. incredible.
0: So the first, like, whatever, four episodes are slow, it's, it gets just, even better, Rich. Dude,
2: it's 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 absurd, This series is big, really better. absurd. It's absurd. I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan. Shut but up. I do appreciate that the headquarters looks like, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. Lucent and Verizon lumen
1: have a that's episode 114 everyone have a great everybody weekend.
0: have a wonderful summer weekend bye-bye